Hey guys, welcome back to the Compromise Guy podcast. I'm Gavin, and we have a really good special guest with us today. Someone um, who is the Hawaii director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, Hawaii Division, Mr. Daniel Rich. Thank you for wow. coming on the show today, dude. Such an honor. Stoked, man. This is a, a sweet, sweet time to join you guys here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, for myself, I was part of FCA back when I was in high school. Um, 2007 I, i'm dating myself a little bit but 2007 maybe 2010 i was part of fca and um having you here it's kind of come full circle for myself it's kind of bringing me back to those days back in high school um during those lunch times during those those times the connection with mm. other athletes as well so um and you're also uh, a valid volleyball player which i was also a valid let's go you, you know i was an avid volleyball player as well so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, but first of all, let me uh, let me ask you: How did you get into Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and um, uh, why do, why do you still do it today? Yeah, it's been 25 years for me now. Wow! Uh, when I was in middle school, uh, just a bold young friend uh, named Lindsay, mm. she she invited me to an FCA. I showed up at, to school at like 6:30. Uh, I was mind blown. That's amazing. <laughs> that 45 people were there in this chorus room. Mm singing worshiping with this big youth pastor guy mm. and um i remember recognizing this is a safe place mm. uh, mm. i needed that because i grew up in a, a, a more poor, poor side of town most of my friends had made really sad decisions in the first few months of middle school mm. and i needed a place to that i felt safe at um mm-hmm. Who could I say yes to if they wanted me to hang out? Mm-hmm. And that group there and the youth pastor there invited me uh, to their uh, youth group they had, which was so meaningful because I went to church across town, so I didn't go to school with any people from my church. So it was, it was really special to have mm-hmm. that. We had so much fun, and there was that bold, young student named Lindsay, and then the youth pastor who was willing to get up and spend time at a school and come right on campus because the kids are allowed to invite them right. in. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that moment, I just enjoyed being around with uh, them, and it really shifted my life and my friend group, and I believe I dodged a lot of trouble because of being a part of that, and it, mm-hmm. that led right into high school and everything there. So um, I've had quite an FCA career. We had FCA in my high school, a couple coaches that were all in, then I went to Clemson University, and the FCA mm-hmm. there is the largest in the nation. Over 1,000 students really? get together every week. Wow. And it's all student-led. That's amazing. 1,000 students. They have over 500 people in small groups. Uh, with, uh, and I, I got to see that happen. When I started, there was only five small groups. Uh, when, we, when we left and graduated, mm-hmm. uh, there was over uh, 100 <laughs> going. 100, sorry, there was over 100 leaders uh, going. So mm. it was really a quite That's impactful incredible. thing. Yeah. Sheesh. So I, I want people to recognize that small common people like Lindsay or that youth pastor or my high school coach or uh, a couple of those kids that stu- stood up and said, I'll be an FCA leader uh, can really influence people more than they ever know. I never mm. told them that. Mm. I never said thank you. Yeah. But it, here I am talking about it with you 25 years later. So I'm so grateful for those guys. Yeah, and I think for yourself, being connected and staying connected in that FCA culture I think that's a way of saying thank you as well because yep. you're giving back to the community, giving back to the kids now these days. Um, even kids my age that were, you know, in high school back then. I mean, totally. I mean, for myself, I still remember it now, and I don't even know where my life would be at without 
yeah. um, you know, church or even FCA. Like my life probably would have been completely different today. So what was your FCA like? How did it impact you? So my FCA was like uh, we we would meet we would meet in a chorus room. Same thing, but it was I think it was like the band room, and okay. then um, and uh, we would have like a huge circle, so everybody yeah. would meet around um, Dan Cole. I think Dan Cole was the the head guy there. Yeah. He, he would he's do a, a message. Yeah, he's a stud. That guy's he's a big guy too. I mean, I don't usually say that because like I'm I'm usually the tall guy, but he's a he's a big guy, you know. So, um, yeah, he he would do a message. Uh, we would do some worship as well, and cool. uh, just fellowship. Wow. I mean, I think. For me, the most powerful thing was the fellowship because I see a lot of those guys today and I say, like, a lot of them could have ended up in maybe terrible mm -hmm. situations, you know, during these, like, 10 years, you know, for, for us since, like, high school. But, like, I see a lot of them doing, you know, a lot of great things, a lot of being oh. successful, um, great families, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And they really, um, staying connected with them. I think that's cool. the, the most powerful thing, so. Wow. Um, so that's thank so you to you for for what you're doing. I mean that's so that's so incredible. Yeah, honestly, it, it is is really fun. Last night I got to meet a, a young guy named Jameson, mm -hmm. and the Lord's so good. Uh, I was talking to a coach earlier the day. He's like, I've got some kids at IAEA that want to start an FCA, mm. and he's like, I just need a few more kids. I'm like, great, I'll call this youth pastor, call that guy, and then at a yeah. meeting <laughs> last night, a prayer meeting last night. Young kid, uh, Jameson was there helping, volunteering. Wow. And I'm like, where do you go to school? He goes, Aiea. I'm like, what year are you? He's like, freshman. I'm like, you play sports? He goes, I like sports, but no. I'm like, you're in. Let's take you. Like, just to see the boldness and the courage he already had mm -hmm. uh, that God had given him, uh, it's like, that's the kind. Like, you, everything yeah. is built off of simple, common people uh, just taking a risk. And uh, I'm thankful the Holy Spirit gives us courage to do mm. things like that. Yeah, definitely. Of, because Dan Coe is still doing that stuff, and kids mm -hmm. upon kids have been impacted um, by guys like that, and even better, how they equip people mm -hmm. uh, to keep doing it, just common guys like us to keep mm -hmm. doing it. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's super beautiful. And then um, I want to I want to talk about this because you were director of FCA Volleyball in 2011. Yeah. Um, oh, well, first of all, I want to talk about volleyball for yourself. I mean, when did you did – you, play volleyball in high school and yeah this gets fun uh, my dad uh was invited to come play church league it was a league and they practiced out of our church mm. and the guys some of the guys went to the church so it was actually a sports outreach at a church uh -huh. in lexington south carolina and i would remember going to that gym as two three-year-olds skating around on the other half while they were playing nice. always want to play can i play no can i play no can i play <laughs> okay you can play and um i i was able to jump high and i was able to throw fast and uh i finally it all disconnected mm. um so i i loved playing i remember around my friends the first time i jumped and hit a ball they're like whoa this sport's <laughs> great you know and we all were pumped uh so i ended up uh playing volleyball in college at Clemson. We had a club team, uh, which turned into starting to play grass tournaments and sand tournaments, mm. which then turned into, Ooh. hey, let's get everyone in the Southeast that's in college playing mm -hmm. in the club realms because there was no men's volleyball in the Southeast. Wow. So really? I started throwing tournaments, and people would come down for the weekend, and it's like, this is fun. Like, uh. what a great way to make friends, and mm -hmm. it was such a great community. I still remember my first tournament I played in. Some uncles were playing against us, beat us, in our pool beat us bad I think we, we play side we play play side out scoring um, oh okay okay wow i think okay. we got two points 
and they brought us two brand new volleyballs. They went and bought us uh, oh. from the the, the, the tournament store mm -hmm. and gave them to us. Like, you guys have what it takes. Keep going. Mm. And it was cool to see those guys because the next year we beat them. Oh, and we nice. ended up coming in number two in the <laughs> whole tournament. So uh, it was just fun to, to learn and um, be surrounded by the volleyball world. It was mm. another safe place. It was another place that was a good amount of energy to get out and a mm. great group of people. Um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and crazy plug here. Do you know the history of volleyball? Like no. how it was invented? Oh, you know what? I, I remember. Oh, man. Back in school, I did a report okay. on it. I, I forgot it now, though. Okay. Well, school is still good, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah. here you go. Um, 1890, a mm -hmm. man invented basketball in a YMCA, Young mm -hmm. Men's Christian mm -hmm. Association. Okay. Yeah, so they're using sports to increase the amount of fellowship so they could d disciple people. Why? Mm -hmm. Because about 30 years before that, there was an incredible revival that happened in the Northeast and in, in Britain where the YMCA was created. Mm -hmm. So now you have everyone because of the Industrial Revolution living inside of cities and idle hands are the enemy's hands. Mm -hmm. Now you have revival and people are like, well, now what do we do? We want to follow God. Mm -hmm. Seminaries would only allow you to be a pastor, a, uh, a chaplain, or a worship leader. So what about mm. all these lay leaders that are oh, great leaders, managers, uh, hard workers, great, great men, common men? Mm -hmm. How do we get them in the game? So they created sports, and basketball was one of them. It was working well until 1895 in Holyoke, Massachusetts. One of uh, the guys, the uh, inventor of basketball, Joe Naismith, mm -hmm. um, he uh, discipled a guy named William G. Morgan, gave him a YMCA in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and the numbers started going down because people were like, dude, basketball's too rough. Uh. <laughs> like bloody noses, sweating, pain. I'm like, we need a more Gentile sport is what he says. Oh, so he pulls really the bladder out of a basketball, hmm. puts up a badminton net to six feet, makes it nine on nine, um, puts people in a grid, mm. and then gives you three serves, and that would be an inning. And then you would get three serves, and the other team would get three serves, mm -hmm. and they made mitten net. Um, everyone loved it. And then the YMCA goes, starts watching this growing sport. And they're like, it sure does seem like people are volleying. Mm -hmm. Let's call it volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> so it shifts to volleyball. And here's the thing. I don't know if you connected the dots. It is a Christian man leading a ministry saying, Lord, I, I have a problem. Give me a solution. Mm. And volleyball is created. Mm. So basketball and volleyball have got to be the two righteous, most righteous sports out there. <laughs> uh, and I remember watching that video at Marv Dumphy's camp at Pepperdine. Mm. And it was the history of volleyball. And it's a super old uh, video. And mm. I'll have to send it over to you. But yeah, definitely. Uh, mind-blowing to think... God was that far ahead of something called FCA Volleyball that mm. over 100 years before he's created this and he's thinking about how he's going to use this sport to reach the world. And then how it's spread across the world and it's the number two sport in the world mm. is missionaries would take a bladder of a basketball and a net and go hang it between two trees in the South Pacific. Wow. And they used it as a way to bring people together to mm. share about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So just thinking of it all, church ministry, my dad, we go to church, uh, thinking about how uh, the, the history of volleyball connects it all. Mm -hmm. It's like God's been using a sport to bring people back to him. Mm. What a cool father he is. And, yeah. Uh, how kind is father. he? Right. So I like it. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, volleyball. Yeah. I got into volleyball uh, back when they did, you know, volleyball youth for Christ tournaments. Okay. So back in like I was like sixth grade. We got to right? bring that back. Yeah, we got to bring that back. I love those tournaments. They're so good. So much fun. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I didn't get into sports growing up, but volleyball really stuck with me just huh. because of the the connection, that team aspect, right? You can't just hog the ball the whole time, pretty right. much. Right, and you're not stuck in a dugout. You're not you stuck in a You don't have dugout. a mask over mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. It's a very relational sport, which right. I'm like, only you, Lord. Nice play. <laughs> only you. It's such a great sport to, like, you really have to work that team aspect into yep. it because yep. um, if not, I mean... No ball hogs. Right. And if there's someone who's weak on your team, it's exposed. You have to learn to, to work together and put people in the right positions. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really, it's, really cool. It's such a great sport. So I I really like it. You what know? position do you like playing? Ooh, that's a tough one because I like being the setter. Okay. But um, I really like serving, Okay, honestly. Cool. I mean, I like being the back guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But in some aspects, it's kind of scary, too, for some people because they're not used to, like, you know, the, the big overhand serves. And then they're just like, do I bump or do I, do, yeah. do I volley, right? Yeah. Um, and I used, to, I used to help coach some, some kids, cool. too, with, with volleyball. So, like, a lot of them would tell me, like, oh, is it, like, all in the arms? It's like, nope, you got you to gotta work your legs. Your legs, that, a lot of that, that strength, you got to work yep. your knees. You got you to gotta do it, you know, get flexibility in. So. Yeah, the foundational stuff. Yeah, yeah. foundational stuff. So, um, wow. so really connecting on that, that level, too, it really, really helped me out, like, just – well, so what was this Youth for Christ volleyball tournament? What did it look like? So we would have um, churches from, you know, all over the island, right? We, we, would, we would meet in Mililani. There's a, there's a park in Mililani, Malka. There's, uh, it's a huge park. And, um, yeah, we would just get a bunch of teams, you know. Like, I would say it would be grades like 6th through, you know, 8th grade. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then, yeah, we would, we would do skirmishes mm-hmm. or skirmishes until uh, there was like a big championship where we would do a big like cool. um, event and then after that tournament then we would have like a, um, a service so we'd have worship Ooh. you know um, we, we would have someone speak so wow. it's a great I would love to help out if you Let's guys run that back that, I, would, I would love to help out with cool. that because it was, it was for me that was something that really changed my life hmm. um, back then and it was it, like honestly if I didn't have that in my life then Things might have been a lot different for me growing up, but I, you know, for that, uh, that kind of connection, I think that really got me into like serving at churches and yeah. stuff like that, and really being connected with uh, my community as well. So, yeah, yeah that's I, something. Uh, when I was back in California, there was a church we helped out. Those all Vietnamese, mm. uh, the whole Vietnamese denomination through the uh, through uh, Southern California. Okay, and they would have an Olympics. These wow. guys would go at it for <laughs> two weekends straight in all different sports, and each church would use it as a way to reach their local community. Mm. Um, so they, they wanted people to recruit, so that the half the team or so would be people from the church, half the team would be their friends. Oh, so they're doing nice. something incredibly fun, mm-hmm. and their friends are getting a chance to hear about Jesus, plus they're going to practice together, they're going to mm. spend time together, mm-hmm. and they would put specific coaches in each of them. Like It was an incredible way for a church to reach people, mm. um, in a very relational way and fun. Like, yeah, it's easy to talk to someone with a ball in my hands instead yeah. of uh, walking across the street and like, hey, uh, uh, how <laughs> confident are you that if uh, you died today, you know, you go to heaven? You know, it's like, oh, man. Is this well, especially if we, you know, we had like a suit and tie and then, you know, we came up with the yeah. Bible, then they might yeah. think something else. Yeah, totally. but But, I mean... You know, it's a great way to reach people. It's a great way to reach people and, and get people connected, you know. Um, 
yeah, you know, for um, when we did those tournaments, I, like for myself, I was the only non-Christian on the team at the time. So that actually no brought way. me to um, to being a Christian today. Volleyball works. Yeah, volleyball so works. So good. <laughs> that is really neat. And we have some of the best volleyball players in the world here. Mm. Uh, this and Hawaii's known. I mean, even in the tournaments I would play as I got better and better, mm. mm-hmm. the guys I could not beat were the Hawaiians. I hit the ball at them <laughs> so hard. I tried shooting it past them. <laughs> And it's like, man, you're good, you're fast. And then they all can jump so high. I don't know if that's like you're half Filipino coming out, but yeah, well, nuts, man. Like, absolutely crazy. Trying, you know? <laughs> it's, it's so next level. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, man. So it's a cool connection. Um, yeah, it's a great connection. And for yourself, uh, you know, with FCA Volleyball in 2011. So tell me, give me the timeline before you even came to Hawaii itself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting in a church service in 2007, my mm-hmm. first senior year okay. of college, and the pastor said, what's one thing you would do for God if you knew you couldn't fail? I'm like, oh, remove failure. That's my biggest fear. Mm. So um, irony of that, of how many risks we've taken uh, <laughs> since then. But uh, my immediate thought was I'd be involved in the ABP or the beach volleyball tour, mm-hmm. and I would do ministry inside of it. That would be awesome. Uh, about six months later, girlfriend um that i was with looked at me and goes you know you're just not my spiritual leader i'm like what do you mean by that like what does that mean Um, weird statement (laughs) but you know in that that what i recognize is that i wasn't relating to god i was doing everything in the motions i was religious Mm -hmm. instead of in relationship Mm -hmm. and after i recognized the amount of love and grace that god had then i was like well, people need to know this. Someone should tell them, like, it's not all rules. Like, I- I'm going to obey because he loves me, because I love him. It's out of relationship that I obey. Mm. And I'm submitted mm-hmm. to him because just like I would do to my wife or, you know, the relationship with my parents. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, Papa, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when that clicked, I was like, man, people need to know this. Someone should tell them. And mm-hmm. I really feel like the Lord's hand's like, mm-hmm, you, you do it. Mm-hmm. So I-, I was like, Lord, is that? AVP ministry idea still on the table. You know, here I am negotiating with God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got a contract it. on the table. Right. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, he signed the deal. He sent me off to get paid $10 an hour at the mm. uh, for a state park in uh, Southern California. I was a <laughs> biologist, so they gave me a job. And um, I was amazed by how many people there were that loved Jesus in volleyball. Mm. Uh, so I had this incredible opportunity to start FCA uh, volleyball mm-hmm. uh, in Orange County. And that same year, the Olympic team moves from uh, the Colorado, uh, the training center, Olympic training center mm-hmm. in Colorado to uh, Anaheim. So mm-hmm. now they're 20 minutes away. And one of my uh, guys I kept hearing about was a guy named John Winter. Like, hey, have you met John Winter? Hey, have mm-hmm. you met John Winter? As I'm telling people the vision, constantly this guy's name it, probably 10 times. <laughs> Finally, I'm at church um, and here comes this tall guy wearing a volleyball shirt out and I'm like, Hey, man, I do this volleyball ministry thing. He's like, oh, you need to meet my brother, Jonathan Winder. I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. And he's like, well, he gets back from France. So right then and there, uh, I had a men's group going, invited him in. And then after two weeks of that, he had brought another player from the Olympic team. He's like, wow, do you think we could do this on the Olympic team? Mm. Could you could you help? I'm like, mm. nah, I'm busy. No, <laughs> of course I'm in. <laughs> like, let's go. And it was uh, it was an amazing moment. And that really kicked off him, a few of the AVP players. They're like, you need to go work with kids and use our influence, and we'll share our testimonies. We'll mm-hmm. share about Jesus. So we started finding relational ways 
to help people reach their team and some fun ways, camps and clinics and such. Um, and then that, that began to grow uh, into an internship program. So we would run seven or eight uh, camps in the summer and it'd mm -hmm. be heavy to find so many volunteers. So mm -hmm. we coupled that with an internship program of current college athletes that want to learn how to lead, want to grow uh, in their faith, um, want to get better at the sport, want to come out to California for an experience. Mm. And that made a really good recipe uh, to develop leaders. So it's been a lot of years now, 150 have gone through that program. It's still running. Um, and I'm, I'm just amazed by what those people get to do now. I mm -hmm. found out recently that 70% of our interns, so a little over 100, mm -hmm. are still coaching. Wow, that's and amazing. That means at any point during the volleyball season, 1,500 or so kids probably uh -huh. are being yeah. influenced by our guys that we've developed them and sent them and developed and sent. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been neat to see interns come back and be leaders, come back, come on staff, start club programs. Mm -hmm. Some of them are D1 college coaches, head coaches. Uh, oh, now wow. It's, that's it's really wow, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's been fun. So uh, I was doing that, and people really loved how we were developing people. Mm. So then I was asked, could you help? guys run baseball start basketball start wrestling start soccer so mm -hmm. then that got me into a role of hiring and training and then after a couple of years of that people are like we like how you hire and train people can you teach our other directors how to hire and train and the fca started a new role called mm -hmm. talent advancement so i help people hire and train uh, and uh, help directors we had 30 directors across california hawaii nevada mm -hmm. and then i was asked uh, a special project can you help us find and train a state director for hawaii <laughs> so i knew a few local boys i'm like yeah, I'll give them a call. They're like, yeah, they're pretty influential here. Yeah. And I said, yeah, call my mom. Uh, th they know everyone. So we built a selection team. Mm -hmm. We found 10 people to interview, got it down to two. And then finally those guys were like, uh, nope, these aren't the guy. <laughs> and after a whole week of being around the selection team, basically after they met my wife, they looked at us and were like, we want you guys to come to Hawaii and lead. Mm. FCA Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And uh, God had to confirm that, and he did in really beautiful ways. One quick testimony is that we're like, all right, let's take uh, a crazy way to pray. Let's pray for a whole week, and I'm going to go to a cave, like David would hide in a cave. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just go to a mm -hmm. cave and be mm -hmm. silent and pray. I don't even know what to do with 24 hours in a cave, silent and praying, but I was like, <laughs> let's just try. And Which I, key was it? Uh, it was in Crystal Cove State Park. Okay. Uh, so back in California. Awesome, awesome quiet place. And a, uh, a buddy of mine knew about the cave, and I'm like, I'm going to the cave, just in case I get lost, yeah. and I'm going to pray <laughs> about something heavy. Will you pray? Mm. And he goes, yeah, sure. So I'm pulling up to the cave. It's about two hours from shooting the text out. He texts me back. Hey, prayed. Uh, I sense the Lord said something, though. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, I sense he said, yes, we're going there. Does that make any sense to uh, you? He had no idea. Wow. So that gave me, That's you know, amazing. You know chicken skin, and I'm like, all right. We're in. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to... I can't compete with that. I'm just mm -hmm. going to be disobeying God if <laughs> yeah. I don't go. So it's been fun to see how um, an interactive, relational father has navigated us all the way here to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, and how you know our local friends have just invited us. And we've just been slow and, and gentle and learning the culture and let people introduce us to the next person. Hey, you need to meet my friend Gavin. He does a podcast. <laughs> like, all right. You know, it's like, it, it's just neat to see how relationship leads to relationship and mm. um, how things work here. Yeah, definitely. And now you're here right now. So let's go. Sitting so, on the ground, enjoying a great conversation. <laughs> so have you been to Hawaii um, before you, you moved here or? I came out for one friend's wedding. Uh, oh, okay. a, good, a good buddy of mine uh, got married out here and spent a weekend 
uh, with a few of my friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, but you know, I I've, I haven't even I don't feel like I've even been a tourist here. Like there's, <laughs> I haven't stayed in very many hotels. I haven't. <laughs> It enjoyed many things that you know tourists go to. Colina, uh, you know, there's Colina yeah. I went stuff. to you know the the Fourth Lagoon a couple times. But, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, this last year someone took us to the Marriott over there, and that was fun. But mm. I don't I don't feel like I put my feet up, uh, mm. kind of like most people are used to. And, yeah. Um, we've just kind of waited to where we've been invited to go, mm. and as people invite us in, then we'll go there. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been I've been really worried about just being known as a, a tourist. <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's such a different mindset and uh, the entitlement and or the mainland idea mm. of like I know what's best. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to be really slow and um, asking more questions and telling people uh, what's up mm. has been a really good way. A couple of my you know guys I would call uncle uh, were, were very really, they were they were good guides. They mm. helped me out. No. So okay, uh, I'll give you maybe a list of maybe how to maybe disguise yourself so you know. Look okay, like a hit me. So, uh, board shorts, you know. Yeah. That, there you go. You're you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's one. Um, uh, you, you know, calling certain people uncle, auntie. You know what I mean? It, I mean, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? In in this culture, even in the mainland, honestly, there's there's some people I'll call uncle, auntie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they may actually kind of pick it up too. So, which is good. I guess it's, it's reached there. Um, uh, you don't have to force a uh, pigeon. You know, there's some people that force it. Yeah. They'll go like, brah, you know. But, but, but the thing is, it's like, um, there, there's, a, there's a certain way maybe you speak pigeon. So, like, if you say the kind, but there's, there's some people that really pronounce it out. Then we already know, okay, this guy, yeah. some, something's up with this. You know what I mean? His pigeon sounds too clean. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta be a little gritty with it. You know what I mean. Um, another thing, uh, slippers, big thing. If you take off your slippers at the front door, then automatically because um, there's there's some people that maybe they they wear their their shoes and stuff inside, no, and we not. already know that guy. I don't know about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Gavin over there, yeah, but yeah. but if you put your shoes at the front door, I mean that's that's another thing. It's yeah. like oh, this person might be local. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, just certain nuances, but it, you know, honestly, Hawaii is such a, it's a great place because it's a melting pot. I always tell people it's a melting pot of cultures, mm -hmm. um, just a lot of different people, not just with the ethnicities, but just with uh, values and beliefs and stuff. And Hawaii is a great place, yeah. you know, um, people talk about the food, people talk about the luau's, the beaches and stuff. But I think what makes Hawaii Hawaii is the people. Yeah. That's the, 100%. that's the big thing. 100%. And, um, and that's why we have such a great community. And that there's a reason why there's, there's a thing called the Aloha Spirit in law, right? Because my, my dad used to, um, he used to be part of this Aloha book. Uh, he, he wrote in this thing called the Aloha book. And it's, uh, mm. we would distribute it throughout schools. I can show you later, but it's, um, it would show like, you know, different pastors that would collaborate and put, Wow. Just collaborate and make like articles in this one Aloha book. And my dad um, made a, a passage in there about um, the Aloha spirit being a law. So, you know, it, mm. when people talk about the Aloha spirit, it really is something that's ingrained in Hawaii. Yep. What yeah. is the greatest commandment? Right. Love, love God, God with all your hearts. One, and what's the second one? It's right. like love it. others. Love others. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that is a law. Mm -hmm. the two greatest. And it sums up all the others. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I think my favorite part about Hawaii, my belief for Hawaii to the to even restoring the world is that 
here people have decided mm -hmm. we're different, but I'm going to love you still. Mm -hmm. um, even, even everyone knows they define family, like everyone values family, but mm -hmm. how one group sees family and the, if you really break it down, it's different than another group. Yeah. But people still True. will support that and honor that as they go in. So there's a culture of honor here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's part of that, uh, the good side of the respect and shame yeah. culture, right? <laughs> um, and then on the other side, like there is a, a tolerance, like, mm. hey, I'm going to see that guy tomorrow. You know, I'm going to see his auntie tomorrow. Like, I, I, I need to be thoughtful and held accountable to my actions. I can't mm. just, you know, be a butthead and then move town. You know, mm -hmm. like you're going to see him again. You're mm -hmm. going to run into him. Uh, so someone told me a funny story. Maybe it was just a, a, a joke, but the, 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 um, the garbage guy running the trash truck just didn't do something right. And the mm -hmm. guy gets all angry at him. Mm -hmm. And then that night at the, the party they went to, it was the husband of, of the auntie who was oh. hosting. It's like, <laughs> better be thoughtful about what you do. <laughs> and then they find out their cousins, you know? So. <laughs> easily, easily, easily done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is a special place and the amount of unity here, um, the willingness to work together, the uh, Lao Lima type idea of mm, 400 mm -hmm. hands, many hands make light work cocooning things together i've really learned even though we all have different uh i'm throwing all my hawaiian words at you right now but even though we all You're have different kulianas so we're yep. gonna we're gonna bring them together mm -hmm. um or i'm gonna help you um it's it's really special um i think the world when they come to hawaii may be one of the most desired places to be mm. um i see hawaii as rome of the pacific mm. Um, some people say it's a, it's a rock in the middle of the ocean, but I recognize Ooh, everyone wants to be here mm -hmm. and they want to take from it, learn from it. And they don't quite know. I, th I know some cultures coming from, uh, you know, the other side of the Pacific will see it as this is a place to be free and just do whatever's. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to be in the rigidity of my, my life. Mm -hmm. For others, this is a place of rest. And I, I just can't get out, wait to get out of my rat race. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's like coming for something and i i believe part of it might be is just the sense of aloha mm. and the sense of like this place works well together i wish people treated it a little bit better when they came mm. weren't so entitled but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think hawaii is set up to make a big difference to the whole pacific mm -hmm. definitely yeah. and then i mean we're such a small um just a collaboration of different islands i mean there's what is it 1.2 million here on oahu but then you not counting every other island out there, but I mean, we're such a small, I guess, place, but we, there's so much people here and it's such a big community that, um, honestly, I mean, there, there's no other place like it yeah. in the world. No other place. No. And I think the Lord's been hiding Hawaii because truly it was hidden mm. and just as began to be revealed in the 1980s mm -hmm. uh, as tourism began to blow yeah. up here like it was a thing but it really blew up um as uh, marketing and stuff got a, got a hold of it mm -hmm. so now the world's eyes are on hawaii if you look at any of the surf companies their designs and their their videos and their photos are coming from the north shore mm, um that's true <laughs> and it, i i just think no matter where you go if you're hawaiian people are just very interested if you're from hawaii people are very very interested in why you do what you do, who you are. Mm -hmm. So the influence mm -hmm. uh, is, I don't, I don't know who would have a more influential platform yeah. <laughs> uh, than this place. If God was to do something here, it definitely would spread. This is a city on a hill. Uh, mm. So it's, 
it's an honor to be here. Yeah, and it's an honor to have you here, you yeah. know? And and thank you for yourself to integrate yourself into Hawaii and, and help people, you know, because like you were, you were t saying before, there's some people that come here, different um, agendas, you know, maybe it's just the rest or um, it's a vacation place. So they think everybody yeah. who lives here is going to be picking up the towels on the beach or something like that, you know, yeah. but... Um, shucks. You know, yeah, shucks, but... But for yourself, I mean, you've you've come here, you've ingrained yourself with the people here and the community, uh, the unity, and you understand the Aloha spirit. I think that's a big key part of it. You know what I mean? Because once you understand that, then you understand Hawaii. It's yeah. it's very important. And the the guys who hired me, a couple of them said, I notice there's a lot we have to learn from you, Daniel, mm. and there's a lot you have to learn from us. Mm. And I, I that that functioning of humility to have an uncle say that to me. Mm -hmm. Um, him modeling that and then me being able to, to submit and, and be humble in return um, and agree with that, it's, it makes a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Things are healthy. Um, it's a good culture of honor uh, that uh, uh, it's worth protecting, it's worth fighting for, mm -hmm. um, and it's worth joining uh, mm -hmm. how Hawaii functions. So yeah, um, I'm grateful uh, for all that we've learned so far. Yeah, and speaking of joining and unity, uh, Let's talk about this event, okay. the Field uh, field of Faith, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fields of Faith. Fields of Faith. And uh, this is pretty much the first FCA event that they're having outside of high school normal hours. You know what I mean? This is something on a weekend, uh, 4 to 8 p.m. You're going to have special guests. You're going to have Brian Clay, yeah. gold medalist in 2008, who was uh, yeah, gold medalist in uh, decathlon. Yeah. Also a silver medalist, too, in 2004, but... I mean, well, arguably we have, uh, well, put it this way. God's given us a, an athlete. He's given us yep. a, a field, a stadium at Farrington, um, and he's given us everything we need. And mm -hmm. you've got Brian Clay, local guy, went to high school mm -hmm. uh, here in Castle, and he's arguably the, the best athlete in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did 10 <laughs> events better than anyone else, right? <laughs> uh, everyone else did like one event. You know, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, I yeah, I'm just difficult. amazed by that. So mm -hmm. it's just neat to see how how well he's represented Hawaii, how he's represented the Lord, and then Dan Coe, actually from the Youth for Christ, mm -hmm. has him coming out for an event they're doing later this week uh, oh, on nice. October seventh, and um, they they asked us, hey, do you guys want to do a big event together? Mm. Um, and we recently, him and um, Matt Walton from Child Evangelism Fellowship. We created something called the Laulima Gospel Coalition, mm. um, our initiative. And we, we recognize that we want every kid to hear about Jesus before they graduate from school. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone's going to darken the doors uh, <laughs> of a church. So how do we go after them? And we recognize with what Matt's doing in elementary schools, Dan and, and his whole team are doing through middle and high school, and mm -hmm. what my team's doing through middle, high school, and college is like, it'd be better to be together. And we see the different giftings in each other. So kind of in the Aloha spirit, mm -hmm. hey, let's lock arms and go. So we've built this event called Fields of Faith. It's been happening across the mainland. It typically happens oh, in nice. mid-October okay. um, on a field. And all the students from a local city, from the multiple high schools and middle schools, will all come together. And it's mostly student-run. Oh, um, nice. So it's, uh, it's an incredible thing. And, and yeah. as FCA, we really care about students 
getting a chance to be uh, the hero. Mm-hmm. And we as the leaders are there to equip them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a wonderful pastor that says, equip the saints for works of service. So we try to spend our time equipping them to go mm-hmm. and be the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get to be Luke Skywalker and we're Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> uh, type deal. That's so amazing. this event, the whole goal is to try getting every, anyone who loves Jesus and loves sports into the stands. Just mm-hmm. get to the stadium and get to the stands. Mm-hmm. Then we want to give a challenge of, hey, listen, last week we heard a story of a freshman at Kaiser who invited their team to church. The whole team showed up. Mm, wow. And then the next week, one of them started Crazy. bringing their mom who's having some major trouble in uh-huh. life. And it's like, a freshman <laughs> did this? Like, anyone could do that. Yeah. Uh, and keep sharing all these small kind stories that would, uh, I think, be really inspiring. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a night full of stories. We're going to have competition. We'll open up the gates at 4. At 4.30, competition start with multiple different events, some Olympic style, so that way Brian oh, can awesome. be there. Uh, some that are fun. So for you and I, has-beens, wannabes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we got wiffle ball, home run derby. Uh, we've got the long jump for other guys. We've got the football toss mm. uh, to see if you can hit the goalposts. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a finals at 5.30. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, my friend Darren Hernandez at Coppola, and he's a, a, a announcer. Mm-hmm. He's going to announce the finals, and we'll have a few stories being told and a few videos being shared. And then at 6, uh, Brian will go, go up. Um, we'll have worship. Uh, we're going to have a chance for people to remember what Jesus has done mm-hmm. and have a chance to follow him. And then uh, I'll give a message at the end of, like, let's go. Get mm-hmm. in the game. Like, mm-hmm. look at all that these guys are doing. Yeah. Like, um, this can be uh, part of your story. Do you want to get in the game? Do you, and it's almost like coach being like, hey, come on. You know, come get in the game. Yeah. I want you in. And right. that's an opportunity and a responsibility, and it's not just sit here on the, si- on the sidelines and watch. Mm. Um, so my hope is, is that we would have anyone who loves sports, loves God there, mm-hmm. and that God would stir their hearts as they hear stories, and the Holy Spirit would move, and we would see people think about their team differently. Instead of being like, I wish it was different, they actually would begin to start caring uh, and um, being loved to their team, mm. um, bringing in... Um, all that Jesus, yeah. yeah, and then all that Jesus was, uh, how he modeled life, that they would do that to their best of their ability, and mm-hmm. we'd, they'd be Luke Skywalker, we'd be Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> walking alongside him, and hopefully we disappear at some point, and <laughs> yeah. they keep Become going. Force ghost, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we we want to get people into the game, and uh, it's just funny. I could take that Star Wars analogy probably pretty too far, but um, <laughs> we need we need everyone. Mm-hmm. This, this it's like volleyball. Yeah, everyone's got to do their role. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get in the game. And why would you want to be on the sidelines? I just mm. don't understand that. So the whole event is around that idea that God uses common people. You uh, have what it takes. Mm-hmm. We'll help you. And we'll walk alongside you when you start your second huddle, you know, mm-hmm. or when you, you start something else and the first one crumbled. Like, we'll still be there. Mm-hmm. We'll be mm-hmm. beside you and we'll help you get back up. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why we're doing it. It's neat to do it with my friends at Youth for Christ and Child Evangelism Fellowship and Call of TV Definitely. has jumped in. A couple of foundations. Huntington Foundation has given towards this. Mm. Um, a couple of uh, major donors. Uh, that mm, nice. um, It's just uh, pretty amazing how many people have cocooed this with us. Uh, yeah, and you've, you have a lot of like food trucks. You have some vendors yep. that are going to be here, there as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's bringing the community together. 
We want it to feel like going to a football game um, on, on a Friday night. Nice. Uh, like, just bring the family. Everyone comes. If anyone in the family loves sports, you all should be there mm. um, and come and celebrate them. And, and we see how you can do with a wiffle ball home run derby. Like, give it, yeah. a, give it a whack. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, this is the people that will be there and be speaking are the ones you want your kids around, mm-hmm. the ones you want to be hearing from. They're mm-hmm. that, that, that Lindsay uh, in my middle school. They're that Dan Coe when you were mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the people that will help set true north mm-hmm. for, for your life. Um, and it's not going to be a one-pop moment. After the event, we're going to have two months of opportunities. Workshops. Oh, nice. Uh, how do you uh, build relationship with mm-hmm. your teammates? Well, even for moms, we want to create a missional team mom training. So all those moms that want to <laughs> be a leader, how do you be on mission while doing that? How do you be intentionally loving um, while being on the sidelines and, and guiding the team together? Mm. So. There is going to be some things afterwards that will be the secret sauce uh, that uh, I think will equip uh, the saints who works for service. Just, yeah, common guys going for it. Yeah, and it's all about that, that duplication. Like, you know, with, like for me, there, there was always like Dan Cole who influenced me um, back when I did FCA in, in high school. But then like duplicating that and being guy, or having guys stay connected with others and then being able to have them teach a younger generation as well you know what i mean it, it, that's how you keep the ball you know moving yeah. and oh um, yeah and we have a great movement at university of hawaii right mm-hmm. now with about 30 athletes that will meet uh oh, weekly awesome. in our huddle mm-hmm. and um it's incredible to see how bold they are and mm-hmm. some of them are getting more and more confident at coming out and sharing with high schoolers mm. and then i hope the high schoolers will become more and more confident with sharing with middle schools as teachers yeah. uh, as as athletes as youth pastors all begin to recognize Wait, we can sh- we can go to campus and share the gospel because mm-hmm. it's a student-run club and the mm-hmm. kids have their freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And if they invite a speaker, they're allowed to invite a speaker. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of their club. It's what they're mm-hmm. allowed to do. So we help those moments happen as those guys hear about this opportunity, mm-hmm. and they start stepping up. It's going to be amazing how many more times a week the gospel is shared in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like that's our kuleana. That's where we want to be. Is like. Hey, uh, don't need a. We're not starting a church. We're not <laughs> starting anything else. We just want to help you do what you're already doing, mm-hmm. uh, and start sharing about Jesus and living in a way that's worth following. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's hard work. Um, it's very meaningful, and it's. I think we just have some of the most influential people in sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone just seems to be looking at them, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. But yeah, you're just providing the resources, bringing people together, and. And that, that's how you, that's how it starts, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, it starts with a team. It that's does. How it, that's how it starts. It so. Does. so Team Jesus is meeting October 2nd mm. at Farrington Football Field. We're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. and uh, Be there. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should. You should definitely come. It's definitely not a could, you should uh-huh. come. It's, it'll be well worth our time and quite a joy. So mm-hmm, Definitely. Yeah, so if you know of any, like, honestly, I've been asking my friends, hey, Coconut Wireless needs to get going. Uh, <laughs> if you know 10 people, like, that love sports, please, you know, share the link with them. Share. Uh, it's uh, fcahawaii.org uh, slash F-O-F. Mm. And that's kind of our landing page, and it's on our Instagram at, at OCA Hawaii that really lines up um, all the stories. And this week, we're going to start pushing for social media posts and all that kind of stuff mm. from our friends. And Awesome. We've got one more week. Yeah, know? one more week, but it, it's going to be a, a strong week, and it's going to be a strong result, too, you know, when October 2nd comes around. Yeah. So um, for yourself, just kind of like, just kind of pulling everything together, uh, what's... 
what's your game plan for FCA moving forward after October 2nd, after some of the workshops in the next two months? What, what's your game plan? Yeah, so when I look down at my car, I see a speedometer. That's what I pay attention to the most. Mm -hmm. When I look down at the dashboard of FCA, I notice how many people are we developing mm -hmm. per month or per week? How many people can come and be a part of a training or go through an online training uh, per month is the main thing. Because I think if you really speak life into someone, help them recognize what they're gifted at, mm -hmm. um, you, you encourage them, you walk alongside them, that they're going to notice God's working around them. They're mm -hmm. going to notice they have what it takes. Mm -hmm. They're going to take a risk, and they're going to start ministering to someone, caring mm -hmm. for someone, doing typical small things of just having people over, listening to them in, in the locker room after practice, yeah. saying, hey, I yeah. want to start a team huddle. Guys, I'm doing a huddle, and two people show up. But they're courageous <laughs> enough just to stay for them and two friends. Uh -huh. um, that is what we need to do. So if I'm going to really focus and set a goal or really what, who are we becoming, the main most important thing is speaking live, giving the tools to people, and then being in relationship with them saying, hey, we're with you all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And when you fall down, we're there and mm -hmm. we will be there uh, to walk alongside you. So um, I need more staff to do that, um, to continue to, I, mean, I think, feel the faith. We might have hundreds of people that say, I'm ready to roll mm -hmm. and I, I can't wait to be overwhelmed for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I hope that it, <laughs> it loosens up, but <laughs> leaders have got to become leaders of leaders and we've got to delegate and have people jump in. So I'm just amazed. Uh, honestly, I, I think if I was to sum it up, there's already plenty of people that have accepted Jesus mm -hmm. that are in the sports world. It's just turning them on, just activating those guys. Mm -hmm. That's our kuleana. That's where FCA Hawaii is going to go. Mm. And we will see the gospel be shared to every edge of this island through relationship, mm. not by one big meeting, not by one big event. Right. It's going to be through them. So mm -hmm. common people doing uncommon things. And I, I'll end with this. Peter and John were stuck in front of the group of guys that just killed Jesus. And mm. they said, by what authority did you do this and heal this guy? And they're like, they began to speak and they taught. And then it said they remarked, they were astonished at these unschooled, ordinary men that had been with Jesus. Oh, so I really hope geez. that, you know, the people we lead would be with Jesus like them. We'd help them do that. Mm -hmm. And then with Jesus, they would go do something awesome, mm -hmm. so much so that some people would get pissed off about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, that would be a, a win uh, for us. So they're that loving that it stirs up a crowd. Mm -hmm. um, and as I look through the Bible, it seems to be the formula. Awesome things happen, people get frustrated. Awesome mm -hmm. things happen, people get frustrated. Mm -hmm. So... And Jesus is the most known and most controversial dude out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's my dude. Like, I'm all in for whatever he's going for. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't think, see people frustrated at what we're doing yet. So mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, it's to come. Yeah, it, it's definitely to come. And I'm super thankful that we got this conversation to yeah, be able to share me. about um, Fields of Faith as well as yourself. I, I think you're doing incredible work out Thank there, you. especially for, um, you know, young uh, teens, young men and women over there, they're really, they need that kind of plug, yeah. you know, to stay connected with, um, you know, it, it's hard sometimes being a Christian, honestly, yeah. because if you do it by yourself, uh, it's hard because, you know, you're going to just share the faith with yourself, but when you share it with others, there's something about that that really, yep. you know, they, you know, it says in the Bible, you know, iron sharpens iron yep. but honestly it's it's really that's really true yep. you know in everything that that you do so 
Well, um, it's it's fun and playing with our father. What I've noticed is that Team Jesus is chasing after lost sheep, mm. and they're 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 beat up. It's not going well for them, even though the facade looks great. Mm-hmm. You see all the mental stuff going on, the suicide rates going on. Like mm. Team Jesus is chasing and pursuing lost sheep. Mm-hmm. So if you join Team Jesus, that's the game we play. Mm. Like, okay, Jesus, who are you working inside of? Mm-hmm. I would like to go join you in that, mm-hmm. um, being that shepherd uh, to sheep. So. It's a fun game, and the best part is he's the one running it. He's the good coach. He's right. the quarterback. It's like, all right, just get in the game. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> teachers, parents, coaches, athletes, um, volunteers, any of those guys uh, can be on this team. Um, and uh, I know that many of these guys are going to church every weekend, and they have the most incredible hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to see how many of them come get in the game. Of course, definitely. And um and as a lasting thing, you know, for yourself, uh, where, how can people like find more information about, um, you know, FCA, Fields of Faith? You know, I saw it on your page you could do a, like a sign up thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go to fcahawaii.org um, and then our, you can go to our landing page just slash FOF. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have our Instagram and Facebook up um, for the at FCA or um, is on both of them. It's both at FCA. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, FCA Hawaii. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dan. At the end of every show, we do a kanpai, which is basically cheers. Yeah. Actually, in J- in Japanese, it's K-N-P-A-I, but, you know, yeah. I, I spelled it with an M just because people, like, I guess they pronounce it more with the M, but anyways, Dan, this is to you. This is to FCA. This is to Fields of Faith. Uh, good luck to you guys as well as uh, continue doing what you guys are doing. It's incredible work, and I'm super, I'm super thankful as someone who's been in that program before. I know exactly what you guys are doing and it's it's amazing work so um cheers cheers bro